Welcome to this week's episode of the Smarketing Show. Rick Lambert, it's great to have you back. You've been on the road a few weeks surrounding yourself in the real world versus this virtual world. Rick, tell us what you've been up to. Well, I'm excited uh, to be back. Uh, great job, Melissa, holding down the fort when I was gone. So a couple of great podcasts there. And our guest today, Aaron, I'm looking forward really to hearing from him. You know, on the road, I've been doing a lot of work with corporate uh, sales forces, helping them get up on LinkedIn and better yet, shooting their very first selfie videos. And as crazy as that sounds for some, you know, we had uh, one group, a uh, wide range of tenure, some that started selling, you know, in the 70s that said, there's no way I'll get on video. And, uh, you know, fast forward, they all shot videos, three online, on LinkedIn, and doing fabulous. Last week, I was in uh, Asheville and uh, talked to about uh, 80 business leaders there and just was trying to, you know, pound home the point that as a, as a business leader, your face and your voice has to be on the front end of your brand. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really interesting to see the engagement. And, you know, as we lead into today's segment with Aaron Walker on the importance of community and you know, his concept of iron sharpens iron. I just think it's so fulfilling, uh, whoever you are, to get with peers or, or or fellow business people and listen to what they're bumping into. And, uh, you know, I, I always joke that some of the best, you know, ideas at these conferences, you know, come over a Bud Light around, uh, you know, 9.30 to 11.30 at night, right? But uh, we'll keep that to another episode. <laughs> Well, thanks, Rick, for sharing where you've been, but welcome back. And Aaron Walker, welcome to our Hey, podcast. Melissa. Yeah, thank you, Rick. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, if your office is like mine, Rick, every time I go away, when I come back, they did better than when I was there. And so I'm sure <laughs> Melissa not only held down the fort, but she's increased productivity and increased business. So thank you guys for having me on the show. I, I come home to a locked door, just so you know, in case... <laughs> I know it's like, hey, don't you need to take two more weeks off? You need to go back on the road for two more weeks until they get the office straightened out. Aaron, you, you've been in business a long time. Uh, you told us uh, you've tried to retire three times. Obviously, you're passionate, love what you're doing mm -hmm. right now. And, you know, we're going to get into, I think, uh, the importance of, of, of really pushing yourself or, or, or opening yourself up to an environment of, you know, fellow entrepreneurs, maybe not in the same business. But I, I've experienced some peer groups and I think I walked into them skeptical, you know, how possibly, mm. you know, whatever. But could you let us know, mm. you know, maybe quickly what you do? And then I, I, I want to get into some of the challenges you see people facing as an entrepreneur and then, you know, how you've seen community kind of, you know, sharpen their iron type of thing. Yeah, like you said earlier, Rick, I've been in business a long time, 43 years this year. I've been a small business owner and own multiple businesses. And I found myself in isolation the first two decades of my entrepreneurial journey. 2001, I was in a horrific automobile accident where I ran over and killed a pedestrian on my way to the office. And it really, really set me back and uh, had a lot of time to think through that. I sold the business, took some time off about five years I took off and kind of got my feet back under me and a buddy of mine invited me to join his mastermind group here in Nashville. And I was reluctant. I was like, man, I don't even know what a mastermind group is. Like, what is this? And he said, well, it's some buddies of mine that I'm inviting to meet in my office. We're going to do it weekly and we're going to do life together. So I came home and told Robin, my wife now, 43 years, I said, uh, Robin, you know this guy well, and you know he's going to be up in my face. He's going to be asking me very pointed questions and direct questions, and I don't know that I want to go there. And she said, uh, just try it for a couple of weeks, see how you like it. So I went, 
pretty quiet, 10 guys sitting around a conference table. And one guy started opening up about some marriage problems that he was having. And I was like, wow, that's pretty deep, pretty quick. And following week, a guy opened up about some cash flow problems. And I was like, wow, like they're experiencing some of the same things I'm going through. And a couple of weeks later, a uh, guy said, uh, hey, I've got a wayward teenager that's gotten himself into some trouble. And uh, I was like, man, these guys are letting the veil down. Like they're no facade to these guys at all. And I came home and I was laughing and Robin goes, what are you laughing about? I said, Robin, I have found my people. She said, what do you mean? I said, they're more screwed up than I am. I said, it is unbelievable <laughs> at how they're willing to share all of these dynamics. Well, we spent 12 years around that conference table every Wednesday for an hour and a half. And 12 years ago, I retired for the third and final time and really praying through what that was going to look like. And one of the guys, Dan Miller, that's in the group, uh, asked me what I was going to do. And I said, nothing. I said, I'm going to go down to the Caribbean. I'm going to buy me one of those little places and sit on the front porch of a tiki hut and rock myself into an oblivion. <laughs> and I thought it would get a chuckle kind of like you just did, Melissa. And nobody, no one laughed. And Dan leaned over the table and he pointed that little short stubby finger at me. And he said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. And the room just went dead silent. And I was like, I don't understand. I've been working since I was eight years old. I'm 50 now. I'm ready for a break. He said, what you're ready for is to encourage and train other entrepreneurs. He said, you've been building businesses successfully now for, you know, 30 years and you've owned 12 companies. You and Robin have been married, uh, you know, 30 plus years at that time. He said, it's pretty selfish to say I've got enough for myself and now I'm going to go away and at the prime of your life. So another guy in the group that started the group, Dave Ramsey, some of you may be familiar with Dave, may not know who he is, but he's the guy that started it. I started sponsoring Dave's show when he started on the air back in the early 90s, and uh, we sponsored his show for 21 years. And out of that, we became very good friends, hence the reason he invited me to be in the group. And Dave said, come and do Entree Leadership and uh, be my guest, and I think you'll enjoy it and see if coaching may be for you. So I went and fell in love with it. Came home, told Robin, I said, I think I've found my niche. And so I started coaching a couple of guys and fell in love with it and really helped them transform their business and their life. Guest invited me, I was invited to be a guest on a podcast and told my story and we had 15 clients overnight. And I said, man, I don't want to coach 15 people. <laughs> And I said, I've been involved in a mastermind for all these years. I'll start a mastermind. So I did. Pat Flynn invited me to join him on Smart Passive Income, did another interview, filled up two mastermind groups overnight. And I went to Robin and I said, Robin, I got all these people coming. She goes, oh, here we go again. And I'm like, well, what do I do? And she said, start the groups. And so I turn around a couple of times and look, now we have 15 groups, five different countries around the world. And people's lives are being changed, uh, Rick, like nothing I've ever seen. And so I feel like I'm in a great spot. I feel like I'm using the talents I've been given to encourage and inspire other people and helping them take their lives to the levels that they had always hoped to go. Well, you, you're, uh, you know, I, I, I've listened to your podcasts and uh, some of the comments. Uh, you're obviously helping people do things that they themselves didn't even think was possible. And uh, just going by uh, your hairdo and mine, you know, there's a famous saying, right, that age and treachery will always outdo youth and skill. And so right. you're, you you're transferring, you know, 
So, you know, as people come into these, uh, I think there's doubters out there candidly sure. about joining these peer groups and, you know, yeah. who am I going to be in with? And yeah. I was a doubter, right? I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, so what, what are some of the, you, you mentioned like, you know, I think your story there about people talking about marital or their children or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think people forget, you know, we are people, we're not machines right. that, you know, eight to five, we operate yeah. at optimal capacity, you know? Um, <laughs> So what are some of the things people would enter a peer group, kind of the challenges they face? And then what have you seen kind of occur within a peer group that if I'm watching or listening right now may get me to rethink, you know what, I can relate to that or that's, you know, for me, because I think what you're onto is very relevant and it's very current. It's not old school. I think it's very yeah. new school back yeah. then. So let's just do a personal assessment for a moment. Those that are listening to us, we'll say you've got to make a difficult decision. And let's just talk about COVID for a second. Let's just go back a couple of years. And so you're a small business owner and you're sitting there, you're being confronted with things that we've never had to deal with ever. It's not something that's in a textbook. It's not something that you can go back and ask your father or your grandfather. They didn't have to deal with a worldwide pandemic that shut the entire world down. Well, I don't know about you, but I've got to make decisions hourly. We've got hundreds of people counting on us and, the role that I play here is making big decisions for a lot of people. And I'm like, Hey, I've never been here. So I need to go out to trusted advisors. And if I haven't taken the time to enlist those relationships, when I need them, it's too late at that time. Right. I don't have those people. And we've only got one filter. We've only got one life experience. Even if you want to see it differently, you can't. And so what you don't know, you don't know. And so we need other people around us that can say, hey, this is work for me. This is what I would do. There's value in the consensus of the multitude and there's safety there. Mm -hmm. Isolation is the enemy of excellence. And if you really want to excel, you really want to go to heights you've never been. I think we were designed to be in community. Now, here's the fear. Here's the trepidation of many people is that if I let that veil down, just like I felt, I'll be judged they will realize at some point that I don't know everything. You know, we deal with imposter syndrome all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. And then if we open our mouth and relieve all doubt, then really we're telling on ourselves. Well, see, the truth is, is it endears you to other people when you're vulnerable and transparent. I used to think, well, man, if they know that I'm having cash flow problems or Robin and I are fussing about something or my teenagers are misbehaving, they're going to think I'm less than. That's just not true because we all deal with those things privately. Well, Robin can help me with a lot of situations. She's very smart. She's not physically inclined. You know, she's been a stay-at-home mom and I need to make business decisions. So who do I go to? And so I need people that have context of my situation. I went the other day, had coffee with a buddy of mine and I said, Robin and I are thinking about buying a condo in Southeast Florida. Do you think that would be a good idea? He said, well, Big A, at your age, and you've owned all these businesses, and I'm sure you can afford it. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I said, the condo's a million dollars. And he said, well, yeah, I think it would be good. And I was setting him up, and I was doing it on purpose. But I said, the truth is, you don't know if it would be a good idea. He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a good friend, but you don't know Robin. You don't know my kids. You don't know my value system. You don't know anything about my core values. You don't know anything about my financial data. And uh, you certainly don't know if I should go buy a condo, if it would be good for me. See, we go out here every day and we ask people generic questions just like I did. But if they don't have context to the data, they don't have the backstory, 
They don't know anything about your current situation. It may be good comment as a blanket comment, but it's not applicable to you personally. And so that's the reason these peer advisory groups are good is because you can go and share, they have full context, then they can give you advice that will help you. And the truth is, Rick, you said it so good at the beginning is that we're humans. We are all dealing with a problematic situation. If you're not now, get ready, you will be, right? Your marriage is good right now, but there it ebbs and flows. You know, I've been married 43 years and we've had high highs and we've been in front of the counselor contemplating, you know, are we meant for each other? And so everybody goes through those situations and it just seems like to me a lot more beneficial when you're going together, right? You can go further. Uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. And for me, I want to go further and I want to plan and I want to live according to the purpose that I was designed for. Aaron, one of the things we talked about, maybe just even before we started the show is about a book you authored and that is the view from the top. Can you mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about that book and yeah. the best that uh, you've seen from that? Well, I appreciate that. I really didn't want to write the book uh, and I was encouraged to write the book and Ken Abraham was one of the members in our Eagles group. He's authored over a hundred books and Dave Ramsey, of course, is in there and authored about 15 books. And I was like, who's going to read my book? And then there was a little bit of comparison in my mind. It's like, Hey, these guys are prolific authors and who's going to read my book. And Ken Davis uh, is in a mastermind group with me. And he said, uh, you're writing the book for the wrong reason. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? He said, if it changes one life, will it not be worth it? And I said, your dead gum ride is worth it. And I'm going to write the book. And so I sit down and it's a bit of a memoir. It's a little bit of my story, but in it, it's the real principles of life. It's the things that we all need to be doing, such as building boundaries. You know, I came home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. When I was about 35 years old, my wife said, thank you for providing all these things. But I feel like a single mom. And it really rocked my world. It was like, man, I need to get some boundaries in place. And then it dawned on me that aspirations are good, but without accountability, we keep moving the bar. And then we don't ask ourselves the difficult questions. Why is it you're wanting to make X dollars? Why is it you're wanting to build your building to your business to this level? And then I started thinking I've had great success, but I've had no significance. And when I ran over that pedestrian in 2001, it gave me time to think about if I had been killed that day, what would uh, my legacy be? And it would have been young man, age 27, is able to retire. Nobody cares. And I was like, golly, I don't want my legacy to be that. I want my legacy to be that Melissa and Rick's life is better as a result of having interacted with me. And so it really made me look outward and become a giver and not a taker. Because up until that point at the wreck, when I was 40 years old, it was all about me. It was about opening new retail establishments, making more money, building a bigger bank account. Now, don't hear me wrong. I like to make money. I want to make more money, but I don't want it to be my God. I don't want it to be the only reason that I'm working because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to have offered your family in exchange for the success that you've had. And I said, I want to tell my story. I want to be very vulnerable. I want to be transparent in the book. And I want to share with other entrepreneurs not to go through the same tragedies that I've been through. And I wanted to help them dodge some of those landmines. And so that was the purpose of the book, Melissa. It was just to help people reorient, refocus, 
and get their life on a good trajectory so that when you get to the end of it, uh, you don't have any sense of regret. Well, fantastic. Congratulations on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can tell just listening to you, uh, Aaron, um, you know, you would have a lot to offer. You'd be a great, I think, mentor or coach or meeting opener, whatever. Uh, you know, I, I don't know who came up with the stat, but, you know, we are roughly the average of the five people we spend the most amount of time with. And I know I, I personally find tremendous value in, in, in open conversation with entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, whether they run roofing businesses or whatever. Yeah. It's funny how regardless, you know, we all think our business is so unique and so yeah. different than yeah. everybody else, but right. we right. all got the same hiccups and we all have the same, yeah. you know, um, we're all dealing with uh, millennials and Gen Zs. I don't know if you got those down there too. Uh, there's, a few, there's a few here. Uh, let's don't throw them under the bus, though, man. They bring some really good stuff oh, along absolutely. the way. They're very absolutely. meaningful and purposeful. And yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, it looks different than when I was a kid, right? It does, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's all bad. I, I say that lightheartedly because you know we we have a a, a very strong contingent on our team and. Yeah. You know, I can tell you as a seasoned dude, and you'll, you'll know this yourself, like the, the, the newer uh, people entering the workforce think differently. And you, you I said do. COVID, COVID pushed us all to rethink. I mean, yeah. the new generation, the way they use technology, the way they short, shorter attention span, which I think is healthy in a lot of times, just net it out. Like let's get sure. to the chase. And, and yeah. uh, um, you know so, what I love about them, Rick, is they don't want to work just for the paycheck. They want to have meaning and purpose. They want to know why. And I really uh, aspire to a lot of the Gen Z and the millennials is because they make me think deeper. Because when I was a young guy, it was about getting enough money in the bank to be able to retire. It was always moving the bar, never asking myself, is this meaningful? Is this purposeful? Is this changing the lives of other people? And I yeah. think I could have even done much better had I taken that mindset that they've got today and applied it to some of my determination. I yeah. Agree. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, uh, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, age and experience and all those things. But sometimes, you know, we got to rethink. And I think your peer groups, you know, I'm sure you've got a wide range of, of age in these groups that push people to think differently. Mm -hmm. You know, if you had to have people leave with one thought, because I'm sure, you know, if I listen to you right now, I think, you know what, maybe I should think about entering a peer group. Um uh, you know, what would be your main message to somebody listening right now that's on the edge, they've been invited, they didn't sure. step in for whatever reason? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would, I can't just say one thing, Rick, you'll have to give me a minute because it, it kind of goes together. I would say, first of all, go slow. Yeah. Don't go into a group, they have to earn your trust. And so go into the group slowly, do a lot of uh, due diligence, really know who you're getting involved with, make sure that they have core values and a worldview that aligns with yours. Uh, you don't want to take advice from people that their core values don't align. Uh, you really want to go slowly with letting the veil and the facade down. Uh, you want to tease out a little bit to see how they handle that. And those that can be trusted, you know, with a little can be trusted with a lot. And so you need to go slowly with that and uh, go into it uh, wide, eyes wide open, just knowing that it's going to take time. It's not something that happens radically in your life. You know, it's not going to go in 30 days and change your life. But over time, people that can be trusted are great assets, offering new perspective and new insight and new resources and new networking 
there's a host, there's this list of things that are beneficial. When I think back how scared I was and how afraid I was in making decisions, not knowing uh, if it was the right move, not having a beta test group that I could run it past and just praying, right? Crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. And for me, it just makes really common sense to have a group of people that you can vet out everything that you're doing. Um, it also gives you courage. Um, oftentimes we're afraid we have upper limit challenges. We have limiting beliefs and you can borrow courage from others when yours is running low, you can get that inspiration and that motivation from other people uh, when yours is running low. And so for me, it's just all about the team effort, uh, about making sure that I'm making the best decisions in every area of my life. Great. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you and, and thank you for allowing us just thank a little you. bit into that yeah, wider you. and deeper in community, right? Great yeah, job, buddy. Great. That. You got a you got a great message. And uh, Absolutely. I think Absolutely. more people got to get out of their own little circle. And uh, like you say, like, you know, I had some really good mentors that I was able to be open with when I was a young entrepreneur, even now a 10 year entrepreneur, we still have the same issues. They just change. Right. Mm -hmm. So but uh, I'm a big fan of what you're doing. And I really want to say thank thanks you. for joining us today. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. So Aaron, if, if our listeners are looking to find you, where can they locate you and, yeah. and Joe? Well, that's very generous, Melissa. Thank you for asking that question. Viewfromthetop.com is our website. All of our social media platforms and my contact information is there. So the Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind sounds something of interest to you. There's no obligation or commitment just to have an interview. So feel free to reach out to viewfromthetop.com. Great. Well, thanks again. And congratulations on what you're doing on, thank on you. making everyone better. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Enjoy our we'll time. Yeah, yeah, thank I, you. I, I enjoyed the Tennessee accent today, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. Here we go. Thank I knew you. we were going to get off on that <laughs> accent. Today, right? Thank and you feel... all for thank you all for joining us on and, this marketing show. And you guys, you guys go have a bottle of pop or whatever it is. Yeah, so, soda pop. Yeah, soda pop. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, Aaron. Uh -huh. And thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week on this marketing show. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This Marketing Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, share, and subscribe to get the latest B2B insights to help you market and sell to win.